Hey crew, welcome back to another episode of the Skippy Report. I misspoke the last episode that it was episode 24, it was episode 23, but this one is episode 24. And on this one, I have the minds behind East Coast Telemark on Instagram, Jason Black and Adam Mayotte. Enjoy this episode where we talk about how they got into Telemark skiing and how they developed their Instagram account and some of the features that they have. They've started a video competition that is just like Telemark skiing, very organic, free-flowing. It's called Mac and Steez. You can find it on Instagram, hashtag Mac and Steez. And a really interesting uh, feature called the fall line, meet a Telemark skier. So uh, get comfortable and enjoy the next 40 minutes of the Skipper Report. Hey crew, welcome back to the Skippy Report. On this episode, I have Jason Black and Adam Mayotte of East Coast Telemark. Anyway, so welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So I discovered these guys on Instagram. Uh, That's the only place you guys have a social media presence, I believe, right? You're not on Facebook or are you? Uh, We we repost everything on Facebook. Oh, okay. it's not something it's only because it's linked. It's not like I'm actively posting there. Right. Okay, cool. Let's start with Adam. Uh, I have these prescribed questions for tonight's episode because this is uh, one of the few times I have more than one other person on. So we'd say, uh, you know, we're going to introduce you guys, who you guys are, where you're from. I'm going to hypothesize you're both in Vermont. Neither of us. (laughs) Neither of you. Yeah. So, well, um, you go ahead, so Adam. I, I live about what'd you say, like thirty minutes, Jason? Thirty minutes east, west, east of Saratoga Springs. Oh no way! Uh, born and raised in Stillwater, New York. Um, Thirty-four. I'm a high school Spanish teacher, and um, I had been an alpine skier most of my life, and then I hadn't skied in like eight years because I was bored to death of skiing. It just held nothing for me, and. Uh, my wife and I had gotten together and I said, you know, you don't really care for winter. We should get out and do something. My buddy ran a ski club at our local hill. I had always wanted to telemark. There was this old pair of tele skis that were way too short. And I said to the guys <laughs> in the ski shop, I'd like to buy these. And they said, you can't ski these. They're too small. Go talk to the guys in the patrol hut. They all telemark. So I walked over and I said, hey, guys, I want a tele. And that was what, like five years ago now, Jason? Yeah. And and where yeah. where was that? That was at Willard Mountain, okay. our little home hill over in Greenwich, uh, Greenwich, New York. Cool. That's funny how you say Greenwich. Yeah, it's not Greenwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the different uh, ways yeah. things are said. Yeah. Very cool. Oh yeah, that's my story. Awesome. And Jason. Hey, I'm Jason Black. Um, I live in Fort Edward, New York which is uh, just about 15 miles east of Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, I grew up in Westchester County, just outside of New York City. I spent 19, 20 years in Manhattan as a carpenter. And then I moved up here in 2002 and uh, got back into skiing. So, yeah, Um, I was at Willard, our little home mountain, on some big 207 skis or 205s or something and some horribly uncomfortable Lang boots, and it was a <laughs> snowstorm, 
And these three guys came just ripping down under the lift on telegear. And I was blown away. And I, that night I went on eBay and I bought some military telemark skis. Oh yes. And some old played out crispies for 90 bucks and just, uh, got that book Alan and Mike's really cool telemark tips. Yep. Um, and just tried to teach myself to ski on telemark gear. So, and then I, you know, as it happens, you run into all the other crazy people trying to figure it out too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, you, I was kind of thinking you both lived in Vermont cause I'm just presently just North of Derby, Vermont. That's where my cottage no, we, is. We spend a lot of time in Vermont. Uh, Bromley has sort of become our home. Right. Uh, we, we, we live about an hour east uh west of bromley so they have a big telly scene there so we've sort of gravitated to vermont I have we to, wish we lived in vermont right i have to ask you jason when we were talking through uh the internet and uh, and i asked you about curry anderson there was a guy that i used to talk with on new england telemark on their uh internet site way back in the day his name was grant and i can't remember his last name he seemed like a big guy at bromley mountain in the telly scene i don't know if you ever yeah grant grant bradish that's it yeah okay cool cool yeah because he he and i used to talk quite a bit yeah he's i spoke to him today he's um he's moved he used to live right next to bromley in peru vermont yes and he he has since moved up to burlington oh okay um so now he's a smugs guy, I guess. He skis smugs, and he does he does a lot of Nordic as well. He always has, right? Um, but yeah, I guess he was big on Telemark tips. He was yes Peruvian, Peruvian, right, uh, right. Yeah, that's where I got my start in learning Telemark stuff. Was Telemark tips? I'd uh, go on Janu Franosch's uh, tips of the day, and uh, I'd get a little lesson from him, and then I'd go out to my little hill and practice what he said and plus i had you know the mike's telly tip book also in my ski bag and and that yeah. sort of stuff great so. book yeah exactly well, that's, that's interesting keith because it uh i think telemark tips was gone by the time i entered the scene okay so we've got we've got the whole uh stratus here like you yep. me and then the millennial adam coming up <laughs> <laughs> am i a millennial are I'm, you i don't know how old am are I you you're 38 you said 34. 30, yeah, you are. Oh yeah, yeah, you are. I hope you're not yeah. like some of those millennials. Like, you know, I was, I, as a teacher, a shop teacher, and people didn't like it when I said this, I would say to the guys, I said, if you can't change a tire, you got to turn in your man card. <laughs> and then, and then because I taught and lived and worked in a rural uh, area, some of the girls go, well, what about us? I said, if you can change a tire, right on, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the reason for this podcast primarily is to learn about East Coast Telemark. So whose idea was it and how did you develop it or did you guys do it together or or what? I think it's pretty much been together the whole way, hasn't it? I remember texting you and I said, Hey, do you want to make a Instagram page, Jason? And you were like, Okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. And yeah, uh, I mean Adam's definitely, you know, being the millennial has is the tech guide. He's way more tech savvy. Um, being a boomer and being around the scene a little more, I just know more people, you right. know, like Keith, like you're saying, you know, I know I've been around and, um, but I, yeah, we came up with it together. Adam's really doing all the work 
as far as Instagram is concerned. Right. Um, because he knows how. <laughs> right. So when I'm sending the stuff for the fall line, I'm sending it to Adam. Most of the well, time. Well, we both, so, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it, 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 it's definitely a, I think it's, it's, it's a dual labor. Um, but I definitely think that uh, one of the things when, when I first had approached Jason, I said, there's no way me as a newcomer to this scene could do this. You know, it takes more than just knowing how to run an Instagram account. Right. It takes somebody who was already locked into the scene, who already knew people, who had the contacts. Um, and any mountain Jason goes to, he's like the telly mayor. He's the ambassador. <laughs> that's that's um, funny because I can travel yeah. 10 hours from my house. Just I live an hour east of Toronto. And I'll be in Maine. And I remember this one time, I didn't even get off the chair and somebody's yelling at me. Hey, Woodsy! And it's like, <laughs> I'm in a different country, like three states yeah. and two provinces over, and somebody's yeah. yelling at me, right? <laughs> well, I mean, this I think this is part of why we like the scene. I like We like this community because pretty much every anywhere we go, we, you know, if we see other teleskiers, we'll ski up to them and say, hey, let's ski together and Sometimes they're not into it, but um, yep. most of the time they are. Yeah, know? and that's that's what's fun about this. This is why we're doing it. I mean, we, we just want yeah. we like the community, and that that's that's why you're doing the East Coast Telemark thing, right? Is because you're yeah. well sharing yeah, the love, and, spreading the love, and 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 there's you know in in the Telemark scene of you know social media and videos, everything's West Coast. Right. Right. Yeah. Or everything or, or everything's everything's, you know, in the Rockies or wherever it is, which is great. It's all great content. But you've got a lot of tele skiers on the East Coast who are skiing groomers and skiing inbounds, kind of cruddy conditions. And that's cool too. You know, we have a buddy, New School Telemark. We repost yep. a lot of his stuff. His videos are mostly all inbounds and they're awesome and they people are. love them. And it's, it's what we ski. So it was one of those, we didn't feel like we had representation in the field. You know, that right. there was, there was nobody saying, Hey, like we're doing this too. So we wanted to promote that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's exactly why we started. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I, I love it. We, there's a group of guys who are just North of where I live, the Alma Quinn back country. Uh, I can't remember the, I think that's about it. They're on Facebook and like they ski, okay. the, they ski the woods, like we ski, you know, like East coast ski the woods. And they just had a little festival called twig fest. Cause you got to dodge all the twigs mm. in between the trees. Right. You know, and, and you, they set up a prospector's tent. That's the ski chalet for the warming hut. And, uh, yeah. it's at a place called limber lost, which is, uh, I think it's an old ski hill conservation thing taken over by the Ministry of Natural Resources. But these guys are allowed because they do it right. They ask permission. You know, they're a bunch of older guys. They've been around. And uh, they're able to. They don't cut any trails or anything, but they just kind of uh, do a little bit of trimming of uh, stuff uh, in the forest in the fall. And uh, they all get together and they ski these areas. And uh, they have a great old time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the the other thing about uh, skiing the East Coast, you know, like Ski the East says, right? Born from ice. <laughs> you right. Can, you can ski <laughs> ice. You can pretty much ski anything. <laughs> yeah. as, as long as you have the right skis. I'm friends right. with, with Josh Madsen out in Salt Lake City, and when I went out to visit him one time, they dragged me. The first day was an East Coast day. It was fantastic, Bluebird. 
But then I got into that storm cycle every day. There was a minimum 12 inches of fresh powder, and they dragged me into their woods, and uh, I couldn't keep up. And I was like, dude, I'm going to go back to the groomers because I don't have the fat skis you guys have. And they're like, oh, right. oh right, <laughs> you're on those skis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was it was lots of fun. Lots of fun. I was going to ask Adam about, like, where did you go to get your gear when you – decided to get back into <laughs> skiing like did you have to sort of dirt bag it like jason and i did or well i i want to be careful with this answer because <laughs> my, my 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 dirt bagging situation is you know t2s and 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 hammerheads so it's not like i'm i'm buying military you know excess gear with leather boots well what i, I mean by dirt bagging is that you didn't go out <laughs> and like drop 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks and brand new stuff um, or no so the first the first season um i think jason and i was on a pair of your old boots and then i bought a pair of skis from a guy in ski patrol that that he you know had extra that he was willing to let go relatively cheap so that got me the first season and then i went out and i bought i bought new gear after that i bought um nordica enforcers and right. axles g2 ecos that i'm still limping along because i can't seem to find an ntn boot that i can strap around my calf oh I, that, but you know what i ski on the uh scarper tx comp yeah and i, I have i have big calves like i'm six foot six 280 pounds yeah. And I just crank that boot around my calf. No problem. When I come out of the boot at the end of the day, my calf is deformed for a little while. <laughs> mm. yeah. 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 That might be what I have to do. So, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's what we did. And then my wife actually got into telly the very next year and she got a uh, beautiful brand new rig. So we didn't spend too, too long, but honestly, um, even four or five years ago, finding used gear was tough finding 75 mil used gear bindings aren't that hard, but boots that aren't destroyed is really hard to find. That's right. I'm in a, I'm in a little hot water too. Cause so when, when Adam first showed up at the patrol room, <laughs> he walked, he walked in and he said, you know, I want to, I want to try telemark. And we, I think we had you in boots and skis in like eight minutes. Right. I mean, oh, you I, were, was on, I was on the lift and, <laughs> yeah. he's like i'm not sure i didn't mean right now it's like yeah we're going right now so but i also the reason i'm in hot water is i i kind of pulled the old school trick on adam and i i thought you should try you should start on 75 millimeter oh, you yes. shouldn't jump right to ntn and the problem is is he got really good really fast and he's probably should be on ntn now but um, I, so sorry, Adam. <laughs> I, I had still, a hard. I'm still glad I like 75 mil. If they were still making, if if I knew that that the platform was going to keep going, I'd probably just stay with it. But yeah, right. yeah, I know. With that sad news out of Scarpa and and Scott this week, right? That kind of sucks. Yep. Yeah, because I had two pair of the uh, T Race uh, by Scarpa that I've sold one pair off to a friend, and I was I there was. Uh, I used to run the national team here in Canada for Telemark and we were at a training camp and at this one mountain, there were a lot of patrollers on uh, Telemark and this one guy really wanted to try it. So I said, okay, when I come back next month, I will bring my gear. Cause he had the same size feet as I did, which is the biggest, like 31. 
And um, I said, you can use them. Take them out for a day. Do whatever you want to do. Your friends can show you what to do. Anyway, so I let them play with them. And then at the end of the day, I went back to collect them. I said, so how'd you like them? He goes, oh, man, these are so cool. I love them. And like a good drug dealer, I said, I got a deal for you. You can take the whole thing for 200 bucks. Boots, bindings, and skis. They were like Black Diamond Havocs. They were O2 or O1 bindings and, and a pair of T-races. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even have to ask my wife about that. I can get them. <laughs> so I sometimes think that old Telemark skiers, when they slough off their gear, they're like drug dealers, you know. Oh, yeah, here, yeah. try this. And then you get hooked into it and then... Then, like me, because we're up here in Canada, gear is so much more expensive. Just add another 30% to what you guys pay. Mm. Yeah. So, telly, telly boots are crazy expensive. They are. I have Compared a friend. Boots? Yeah. I have a friend who lives out in Colorado and he skis out of Rapaho Basin and he put on Facebook that there were like these size 30 and a half uh, T, um, comps, TX comps. And they were like an insane deal. I said, dude, we're going to figure out how to do this, and you're going to buy them to, for me and ship them up. So he did that, <laughs> and I PayPal'd him some money plus a little extra to buy him beer for his uh, his troubles. And because I, being such a big guy, I generally break a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, so it's always good to have uh, extra gear just in case. We break a lot of stuff too because we're low riders. Oh, okay. So you guys got all those snake bites and all that stuff on your uh, duck bills and I don't your... even know what that is. What what's that? Oh so... <laughs> <laughs> so being an instructor and I see all these posts and I know some people are gonna get miffed at me and they're like, Well, I'm breaking this and I'm breaking that. It's like you don't know how to ski. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So they're they're they flex their foot, but they're not bending at the ball of their foot and i always say right. it's like when you got a ski and you're going to flex that that foot it's like smearing dog crap off the bottom of your shoe you got to scrape the whole thing mm. anyway so and a lot of my instructor friends up here they're like yeah exactly like that should not happen be, or you shouldn't have these like snake bites so that comes from the the uh bail on the binding oh on the duck the bill big... and you have these two marks on the side of your duck oh, bills yeah. and oh, e yeah. even on the NTN people are getting it. And it's because they're expecting the duck bill to do all the flexing and not the actual bellows in their foot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely don't know how to ski. <laughs> <That's for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we were talking about East coast telemark and how it got started and why you do it and that sort of stuff. So that, that leads to promoting it and your Mac and Steez competition that you have, which I guess is the East Coast version of King and Queen of the Heel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a, it is a comparison and it's not, I mean, it, it doesn't have um, like a rule book really. And it doesn't have any real parameters. Um, you know, we, I liked what Tele Colorado was doing, but yep. it just, um, I don't have camera equipment. I don't have editing equipment. So I, I said like, 
you know, I'm not gonna be able to make a submission to this that is worth my time. Right. So I said, well, what could I do? Well, I, I could use Instagram reels and I could make a 15, 20, 30 second video real easy with just stock footage. Right. So we did it. We did it last year. We had over a hundred, I think, submissions last year. We had quite cool. a few. Um, right now, I'm just trying to pull up the the hashtag, but we we had like 40, I think, submissions so far this year too. So, so how do you know, how do people go about entering it? It's real simple. Um, the the uh, hashtag is MacInstees22. Okay. So essentially, all you do is you you make a a video of yourself. We say use reels because you can put you can put music in there for free, so it's real easy to edit. And uh, you just you mention us and you do a hashtag Mac and Steez 22. You're automatically entered. And then at the end of the season, we have a couple friends that we've kind of made. Mostly Jason's made, and then I just piggyback, and they're my Instagram friends. But a bunch of tele skiers, and we kind of collaborate and say, hey, you know, I think uh, this person's video was great. Let's make them king of the lurk. This person was great. Let's make them the young guns. Um, and it's all for bragging rights. There's no real prizes or it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Hey, I had the coolest video. Well, you, you know, know what? I was looking at it and I saw the king of the lurk and I was like, I broke my dominant hand severely one year skiing and I still wanted to ski and I was casted up like, you're too young, Adam, but GI Joe once had Kung Fu grip. <laughs> Remember that Jason? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know that. I oh, know okay. That. All right. All right. <laughs> so my index finger and my thumb were free and the other fingers, mm -hmm. and I had this weird bend in my wrist. I was like, oh, shit, I want to ski. And I never told the plastic surgeon what I was up to because he didn't want to operate because putting plates in the hand with all the tendons would just wreck it up. So, And then when I was supposed to get my cast off, I was probably down in Vermont skiing, and I told him, yeah, no, I'm not going to be here, so it'll have to be the next week. And so I couldn't ski with my pole and I found this guy, Matt Welsh, who lives in Pownell, Maine, and he used to make the telly stick. So okay. I, I bought a telly stick from him. And so when I have one of those. Who oh, do you? Yeah. Right on. In you're fact, you're only the third other than Matt. You're the only other person. I have a friend at home who had when he tried telly, he was having a hard time. And I said, Here, try my telly stick. And it's like boom, he got it right away. Yeah. I bought it from Eric Fay. Oh, and, cool. Uh, tell, tell Mark down. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I've been skiing with a lurk forever. And uh, people like look at me. And my favorite story is these two young guys. I was at, with a friend who had his lurk for Norway. And these two young guys were like, what are those? And I was like, I'm the snowboard hunter. And they're yeah. like, you can't catch <laughs> us. And I was like, oh, yeah? Wait till you see me ski right after you, man. <laughs> So uh, you're going to get a submission for King of the Lurk from me this year. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do uh, you have yours right there? No, mine's in my car, but I just, I just got one off of Etsy. It's um, longpoleskiing.com. Beautiful. It comes from uh, Pennsylvania. The oh, guy cool. makes them and makes them on Etsy. They're all wood. He's got this proprietary locking system. That's super easy. Um, I haven't gotten out on it yet just because I was, I've been quarantined with COVID, but right. it is a beautiful lurk. So very excited to use that tomorrow, actually. Uh, at one of the ski hills where we do a lot of events and stuff in Ontario, <clears throat> a friend of mine's instructing a bunch of people and they were talking about lurks and it's like, where can you get one? So my buddy Dave and I were just like, 
go in the woods and cut down a two-inch yeah. sapling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I said, if you do it and it's green, you can bring it in and then you can peel it and carve it and then stain it and do whatever you want to do to it, you know. I've got one because I was supposed to, I didn't know, I was supposed to bring a lurk. So I went to my sister's place where I was staying and I said, can I go in your back 40 and just cut something? Yeah. And <laughs> well, I've got, I've got two or three really nice uh, like found wooden lurks, but we find sometimes that the lifties won't let us on the lift with them. Really? I've never run into a problem. However, the telly stick comes apart, which is really cool. Right. Right. Exactly. That's why, yeah. that's why we've gone to the, the, the sticks that come apart. Cause yeah, there's, there's places we go. They won't let us on the lift with an eight foot stick. There's a, there's a ski, le, a ski resort in Ontario. And it was uh, one of the few, well, in Ontario, it was the only uh, family run, or still remain the only family run, it still is, called uh, Mount St. Louis. And I was skiing down the run one day with my lurk, and I didn't know the owner at the time. I do now know him and his family. <clears throat> and he and his old Austrian friends, they're standing there watching me, and they when I get down to the bottom of the chair, they ski up, and in their really thick Austrian accent, they're like, you remind us when we were young and how we would ski with uh, one pole and all that sort of stuff. It was hilarious. I think it's making we, it comfortable. Yeah. And you know what? If you hang out with alpine snowboarders like I do sometimes because my daughter used to race, they let me go down the hill ahead of them. And I, I don't know how you ski with yours, Adam or, or Jason, but I use mine on the outside of the turn so that you get a lot more separation in the body. I don't use it as a kayak paddle. Yeah. And, okay. and so I have to come up and like being six foot six, mine's over eight feet tall. So I'll swing it to the other side and like the run clears out. And then all my mm. friends on Alpine snowboards drop in behind me because I clear out the run for them. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a guy at Bromley. His name is Rudy McCoogler. And he, he skis with a big stick, big long natural stick. And he, um, he keeps it on one side. And, oh yes, uh, yep. Kind of rudder style. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and he's he does some big big carve tele carving with that. Um, it's pretty cool to see. If you ever go, if when you go to Jay Peak and you go to Stateside in the new lodge and go to the men's washroom in the bar upstairs, in front of one of the urinals, I have a picture of it. Is a picture of I'm gonna think it's the U.S. ski team back in the late 1800s. And they all have a single pole. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. So what are the other categories that they have in Mac and Steez? Let's see. Last year we did, uh, we did young guns. We did best overall edit. We did, uh, best lurk video. I think we did best like freestyle or best trick, but kind of the whole thing is the categories kind of form once we see the videos and right. we say, like these are the five or six best videos. Let's give them categories and give these guys or girls some bragging rights. So even so. if the people have something in mind that doesn't fit the categories on your list, get them to submit it anyway. Oh, please su submit everything. Right. You know? Yeah. Right on. Right on. I love that. Like we said, it's a very, uh, very informal. Um, let's just have some fun. Organic, some organic ca uh, categories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. Now we talk about another feature that you guys have, and I love this one called the fall line. Meet a telemark skier. Yeah, that went nuts. Um, I, I don't know. I said to Jason, "You want to do a thing where we kind of like 
interview people in a way, but, you know, not necessarily directly interviewing them. Let's just ask them some questions. And um, we had, I think we had over 80 or 90 people submit. Um, I, I'm still trying to get through all of them, but um, not only was there an overwhelming response to just like submitting posts, but the, the amount of messages we get, and Jason, you can attest to this, people people are reading through, people are commenting on the bios. So it's not just looking at a picture or looking at a video. Yeah. Um, they're, they're actually reading the bios and then they're commenting on like, oh, I skied there or I know that guy or I did this thing. Or So it's it's really just kind of exploded, not so much just as a post, but as a community building, you know, activity. Uh, you know what? I think that is, that's that's what telemark skiing is about, right? Like, yeah, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. And this and the, and this is like I think Adam said this one time. It's like people want to see themselves, you know. Like we're not all hucking cliffs and you know doing big mountain stuff. Certainly not in the East Coast. So you know, we, we people want to see themselves how they ski. Um, I I love the photo the the choices you put down for mine with uh, my head plant in the moguls. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, if, if we take ourselves too seriously, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I find what I find really cool is um, when we first started this, you know, we would get a couple messages now and then. But I mean, we get a lot of traffic in our inbox now. And, you know, it's people commenting on stuff. But also, we have a lot of people ask us, where can I find gear? Where can I get lessons? How do I get into this sport? I've never done this before, but I really want to give it a try. And I never expected in a million years that people would be asking me at least hey, can you give me some information on how I get into this, you know, right. or can you, you know, can you hook me up with that person that was in that video? Or it's just that it seems like that whole thing opened Pandora's box so that people really knew this isn't about me posting videos of myself or Jason posting videos about himself. I mean, we are very rarely seen skiing on that page. It's really not about us. It, this is about telemark skiers around the world. I had a 15 year old from Andorra, Sunday, uh, right on Sunday, a fall line post and said, and the post was, I don't know if I'm allowed to submit, but can I submit? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you can submit. This is amazing. How did this kid in Andorra find us? Yeah. Want to submit to this, you know? So the reach that that has had is kind of, been, it's been very overwhelming, that's, you know, in, in a good way. Congratulations. Thank you. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. Cause that's what Telemark is all about is the is the community, really. Exactly. And for me, like I've traveled like traveled and skied mostly between the East Coast and Utah. And I've been involved with a lot of racing, but you know what? It's not about the racing, it's not about the turns or anything. It's about the cool meet people I meet along the way. Yeah, absolutely. One of one of the coolest stories was I, I saw that uh the US Telemark team was having a training event early training event in December down at Mount Snow with Keith Rodney. I don't know if you guys have ever come across him. And, yeah. and he's, he's, the, uh, he's the head coach, and I think he's the vice president. I, I, I saw a post, Tabby Friedman, who's a, a senior member of the team. or I mean, She might be retired now. And uh, she put this up there, so I was like, uh, can somebody from Canada come? And she's like, yeah, sure. And it's like, okay, cool. And she goes, yeah, you could grab a spot. I got a bed for you or whatever. And so my girls who may have been in uh, senior public school, middle school, they're like, who's this lady you're going to go see, Dad? Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, where are you going? Uh, Mount Snow, Vermont. That's like 10 hours away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my wife says, it's okay. Your dad's a telemark skier. They're different. Right. <laughs> and so wherever I travel, I just carry a sleeping bag in my ski bag. And if I need to crash, I just crash. Keith, have you been to the Bromley Telefest? I have not because being an educator, I could never really get away. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, I retired in 2018, and then a year and a half later, all this stuff happened, which I used to tell the kids when I taught science. (laughs) (laughs) I always say, do you remember that episode in Big Bang Theory where Bernadette was telling everybody what she was doing that day? And it's like, yeah, we were trying to cross the Ebola virus with the common cold. And everybody was like, uh, Why? (laughs) <laughs> so we're there now, kind of. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where I met Tabby, Tabby Friedman. Oh, you've met her. Okay, cool. Keith Rodney. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I I got invited. They they came. They come every year and race at Bromley at the Telemark Festival. Oh, nice. And one time, I Keith invited me over to the Hermitage Club, which is the old haystack. Right. Oh, uh, is that what that is? And, okay, I didn't know that that was ha- haystack. Yeah. So I went, I went with Tabby and Keith and the whole team and, and floundered around while they raced. And, uh, I, you know, they taught me a few things, but it's really cool. They're uh, such great people. They are. I, I remember going to that camp and it was my first days on skis that year. And I was like, oh, okay. Lunchtime. It's like, uh, homie's quitting. So they said, okay, <laughs> go get a table for 30. And then in the afternoon I was like, okay, I'm done, man. It's like, uncle and as soon as i put my hand up four or five other guys put their hands up <laughs> yeah so i'm never I too proud like to hit the bar game. what's that I right game with jason every day <laughs> anytime we're skiing together i'm always like so are you tired yet because i'm i'm getting kind of tired i'm kind of beat and i just uh i just hope his response is yeah i'm, I'm tired too. Yeah, that's like when i'm skiing with my wife like even today it's like i can quit anytime you want Oh, well, you know, you don't have to stop because I want to stop. I said, no, no, I'm done, man. Like, so in the weather, cha- weather conditions were changing going up the chair. I said, we could do one more run. And I've got a really bad knee. I'm, I've been beat up in athletics all my life and so many broken bones and damaged joints and stuff. So I have to take care of one knee. It talks to me. So I was like, well, my knee is really bothering me. And I was on my new skis. I bought a pair of those uh, Free Hill Life Protector 95s. They're a nice ski, but I still like my Freeheel Life switchblades. They slice through anything. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. How I'm, big are the how big are the switchblades? Uh, you mean like the dimensions? Yeah, or, like the width underfoot. Oh, ninety three. Uh, so it's similar to the Protector. Yeah, but the Protect the ninety threes are like a real East Coast ski. Uh, there's not much of a tip. Um, and, and I can engage the tip. Like when I'm, I, my wife says, maybe I need to retune the skis at my new skis. Cause I do all my own tuning and stuff. And, and I tune right to where the tip, uh, touches the snow, but, but these have, they don't have rock or anything, but they have early tip rise. So they ski a little mm. shorter. Yeah. So I really have to unload on these skis and it may be because they're new, but, uh, yeah, I have to, uh, let them fly at Mach 2 and just really stomp on them in a turn. Mm. Yeah. So 
we'll see. I still, you know, I, I just have to learn to ski. That's all. I went through that oh. this year. Oh, did you? <laughs> I went, I went from Nordica enforcer 100s that were 185s, which were all, you know, a little bit too long, but they were tanks. They'd ski, they'd, they'd hold on anything um, to uh, atomic bent Chetlers that are only 172s. So still a hundred underfoot, but full wood core versus two sheets of metal. And um, I had to, basically I had to relearn how to turn the ski because the bent Chetlers are out of the way before you, like you think about it and they've already made the turn. Right. And those, those enforcers are like, nah, I want to keep turning all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was getting knee problem. I was getting knee pain from the skis. They were just so big and so heavy. Um, mostly on the lift actually. Okay. Um, cause they're just that big and heavy, but I, I feel your pain there. I, I don't know how tall you are, Adam, but I'm six foot six. So my knees do not fit underneath the T underneath the bar yeah. and, and on mm. the foot rest. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've always got heavy gear on my feet anyway. All right. So, um, is there a specific time that people need to have their submissions in for Mac and Steez? Uh, there is. I do not remember it off the top of my head, in all honesty. Um, but we're, it's, we're it's, it's like mid-March or okay. late March. Um, there's a, there is a post, though, on our page that has the logo, which is always a macaroni and cheese something. And then if you swipe you know, to the left of that, all the rules and the dates are in there. So, And the fall line is just a, you know, on a rolling basis. When they come in, we repost them, all, although I am backlogged on them. Right, because we just such a response. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for everything that you do uh, for the telemark community, and I. And when we were talking about East Coast telemark, it's not just straight East Coast telemark on Instagram, is it? No, there's no, underscores, right? Underscores, yeah. yeah. So I think it's at East underscore Coast underscore telemark. Correct. Right on. So you guys need to show these guys, show Jason and Adam some love and uh, do some submissions and get out there, take some pictures of yourself skiing and uh, get posted to the fall line. Yes. Enhance the community. Hey. And Keith, when are we going skiing? Yeah. <laughs> well, in order for me to cross the border to ski, I have to stay there for three days. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I was... I was just at an ear, nose, and throat guy because I've had some sinus issues. I was talking to uh, Adam Sourwin. I think you talked to him on his podcast, didn't you, Jason? Yes, on I the did. pursuit. Yep. Yeah, that's where yeah. I that's where I came across, became familiar with you, and because uh, I wanted to try Jonathan Capozzi's old growth skis, and I said, "Yeah, I'm not going across the border where I'm gonna get shit shoved up my nose because of my." sinus problems and he goes well it could right. be a lot worse than that because this ent guy shoved this gigantic scope up my <laughs> nose i was like oh <laughs> i'm glad i didn't ask for a second opinion <laughs> so yeah I'm, when... trying to get, I'm trying to get out to see adam and jonathan at uh, the telefest out there uh friday right um, that's that's an awesome telefest, man. The guys at the city garage, they do it up right. The problem is the Bromley Fest is the next day, so I'd have oh. to hoof it back seven hour drive to 
Oh Take man, that's off. yeah, that's brutal. Oh, you see, those were some of the things. I think World Telemark Day. No, how did something happen? Uh, there was something. I couldn't take so many days off work or something like that, you know. And and I always kind of thought I don't think I should be out of the country if I call in sick, because then there's an actual <laughs> documentation that I left the country, right? <laughs> So I, I'm going to, I'm going to hope that we can get to ski next year for sure. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, that's great. All right. So uh, thanks again for uh, being on the podcast, Adam and uh, Jason. I really enjoyed this time and I really love what you guys are doing for the telemark community. Thanks for having us. It's great yeah. to meet you. Right on. Well, there you have it folks episode 24 of the Skipper Report in the books. A huge thank you to Adam Mayotte and Jason Black for spending a little bit of time this evening talking to us about their journey into the telemark world and how they're helping grow the community by establishing their Instagram account at East Coast Telemark. And don't forget that they have a video competition, Mac and Steez 22, you can find that on Instagram with a hashtag MacAndSteez22. Get out there, do some videos, submit, see what categories they have, and maybe you, through your submission, they'll create a category for you. And don't forget about growing your own profile on in the Telemark community by hitting them up with the fall line, need a Telemark skier. Anyways, want to thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today on the podcast. And check back later for another episode in the near future. Peace out.